Welcome, welcome to episode 18 of That Dynasty Podcast. I am your host, Matthew, and alongside Isaiah, we just want to welcome you to the episode that concludes That Dynasty Podcast Season 1. Super excited to have gone on this journey with everybody uh, through an entire season inside the minds of a real-life Dynasty Fantasy Football League and uh, kind of talk you through our thought process, being in the league and managing uh, teams ourselves, respectively. Um, Even though we did not win the championship this season, it was an awesome experience, and uh, we're super uh, excited to have uh, kind of started this this journey and, um, you know, looking forward to continuing it as the years go on. Isaiah, what are your thoughts kind of on uh, how this season went for you? Or for us, I should Um... say. Was that? What was your thoughts on uh, kind of how the season went for us uh, uh, embarking on this podcast journey? Yeah, uh, it was a good first year. It's a fun league. Um, like a lot of people we were with, I think uh, I'm excited for year two, especially with the rookie draft coming up. Um, it's funny, Matthew and I are recording right now. It's actually the national championship game or national championship games going on right now. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I think. Uh, especially when it comes to like knowing people now, I feel like uh, we kind of um, think we're all used to each other and know what pisses each other off. And uh, when it comes to each other's personalities in our league. So I think we should be expecting a lot more, uh, a lot less arguing and stuff here too. So I'm excited, but it's a good year. I'm having a lot of fun with the podcast and uh, um, yeah, hoping to keep it rolling through the summer and whatnot. So. Yeah, so going to still put out some content, obviously, in the next couple of months, um, but uh, there's not going to be, you know, weekly updates or anything like that. So um, it'll be more sporadic and uh, hopefully have some guests on, figure out some times that work for everybody to to get together and, um, you know, hopefully meet some people that haven't been on the podcast yet. I know we haven't heard officially from uh, from Seedon Power or uh, Andy or King Cobb, um, so or, or any of the Sullivans. So if you guys are out there, you want to join um, the podcast at some point, please uh, let us know when you're available. We'd love to get you on. Uh, we, haven't, uh, we haven't heard from Team Joni 1 yet either. I don't yeah, know if that'll change. But... Or Team 11, actually. Oh, Team 11. Well, that actually brings me into my next topic of league updates. But before we do get into that, if you haven't already, please go give us a follow on TikTok and on That Dynasty Pod. Um, we would certainly appreciate uh, following our content on there, we do put full videos up on YouTube as well. If you're listening to the podcast, we have that available on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can watch the whole video on YouTube, and uh, don't waste don't waste any time. Just go subscribe. We'll uh, we'll be putting out some some awesome custom Dynasty content. You know that you're going to want to watch. Find out what our thoughts are on the rookie draft, how we prep for that. Um, I'm super excited for all the rookies. I'm going to be drafting this year for sure. I'm stoked about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey man, Jacoby Myers was undrafted. Man, there's always there's always guys like that out there. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, you're not wrong about that. So, that being said, um, let's take us into some league updates here. Um, so we did have one league uh, update, one league name change. Um, Team Goni One um, has now changed his name to Team Eleven because uh, when we rolled the league over, he left. No, that's not true. He is a gigantic um, Stranger Things fan. 
Um, that's her name, right? Eleven. Yeah. I yeah. Think I'm, not, I'm not deep in the Stranger Things world, um, but no, no, you're right though. Yeah, he disappeared. He, uh, upside down. So that yeah, would. He, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is gone. He's no longer with us. Um, yeah, I think it was a shock to most of us. Uh, didn't see that coming. Um, respectfully, he's still today. To be honest with you, I don't know why I missed that. Oh yeah, we were talking about it yesterday. I made a joke that uh, King Cobb's IR was probably worth more than his entire roster. Um, but yeah, sucks to see him go. Not sure why, but uh, best of luck and uh, thank you for that uh, great first round draft pick you gave me. Um, so yeah, this is true. It's possible that he got tired of listening to us. Um, you know, vote against him for the entire season. But it's possible <laughs> that he didn't realize we had a podcast because apparently there are people out there who, even though we post about it every week, didn't realize. Um, and I thought, how could you possibly not realize that when I also didn't realize that we had lost a league member here? So apparently, you know, DMs can get away from us. Uh, messages can be missed. And I forgive you, Seed and Power. So, yeah, um, I just think it's wild. People never heard of us. Like we're the number one dynasty fantasy football YouTube video with host named Matthew and Isaiah. And the fact that no one, um, I know that's a little shocking to me, but you know, you're not wrong. Yeah. It's, it's a niche market. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. Sure. Well, um, that does bring us to an interesting point of now that there's an opening in the team. If you're someone who listens to this podcast and you're not a part of the league and you would like to get in and be a part of the league, um, hit, hit, wow, hit us up. The team's actually not as bad as uh, it sounds um, to give you some ideas of kind of what was left behind here for uh, team 11. Now we have Jalen Hurts, Joe Mixon, J.K. Dobbins and David Montgomery for the for the stars there at uh, running back and quarterback. Oh, you're missing also, you're missing one more running back. Oh, who am I missing? Javante Williams on IR. Oh, oh yeah, that, that's actually a really good miss. I did yeah, forget it is. that. So you got so you got uh, Joe Mixon, Javante, Montgomery, and Dobbins. So that's a pretty good core there at running back. You got Jalen Hurts at quarterback and Tua Tagovailoa um, on the bench. So two solid quarterbacks right there. Um, if uh, Tua continues to play next season, we got Dalton Schultz at uh, tight end in a tight end premium league. Um, and, uh, let's see here. We've also got, I forgot about this. He, he does have Khalil Herbert on the bench, uh, on the taxi squad as well. Um, and Khalil Herbert is, you know, if David Montgomery leaves in free agency, potentially starting running back for the, uh, number one overall pick in the bears this next season. Um, and then he's got at wide receiver, he's got Mike Williams, he's got, Terry McLaurin. He's got Diami Brown. Um Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. Yeah. Joshua Palmer. Joshua Davis. Jacoby Myers. Myers. Yep. Speaking of Jacoby Myers. Um, so wide receiver is definitely like the weaker spot there, but still like can put out a formidable a formidable, you know, roster for a 12 man league. Um the downside is that he traded away his 2023. Uh, all of his picks and um, he only has a second round pick in 2024. So definitely, um, you know, wasn't necessarily planning too far ahead um, when it comes to his roster. But the good news is 
whenever you have to trade away a future pick, you also have to pay for that season. So great news for you if you are looking to join the league is that uh, your 2024 and 2023 seasons are already paid for. You'll only be responsible pay- for paying for your rebate buy-in. So let us know if you're interested. And we've got a team for you. I actually might have someone in mind. I might send it to one of my one of my buddies who's been dying to get into the league. So we'll see if he's uh, if he's actually interested or if he's all all bark no bite. But um, yeah, that's our uh, league updates right now. Um, let's see what do we want to what do we want to talk about? We got we got a couple of things to talk about. Should we talk about the record setting matchup that happened? Should we talk? Yeah, about let's talk about the. Uh... The two uh, playoff games we have. We'll start off with uh, you. Want to start off with you and uh, Mr. King Cobb? I can do that, but I would be remiss if we didn't first take a moment to recognize, you know, the tragic injury, um, you know, that happened to Buffalo Bills safety, uh, you know, Demar Hamlin, Hamlin uh, on Monday night. Obviously, uh, extremely tragic event um, that kind of brought everyone to its knees. Um, and, you know, really was a scary uh, time and just a lot of uncertainty and honestly something that um, none of us will ever forget. Um, but uh, it's, you know, it's one of those things that we're, we're really glad to see he's doing better. He was actually discharged today uh, from the hospital and um, just some really, really touching stories and moments uh, to come out of that whole situation. And as much as we are Patriots fans, um, the loss to the Bills last week didn't feel uh, quite as bittersweet, um, knowing the you know what they were coming off of. I honestly expected the Patriots to lose a hundred nothing, based on uh, how amped up we knew the Bills were going to be. So, um, you know, obviously, Mar, we're really glad that you're doing much better. We're glad you're doing well. I know I prayed for you. I know our our uh, family and friends uh, did that as well, and um, we're we're really glad that you're on the road to recovery. Now that that moment yeah, likewise, has passed, likewise. Um, we did have some unprecedented matchups this past week. Um, we've, you know, I'm in a lot of dynasty leagues. I mentioned this, you know, in the beginning, first couple episodes, but um, I've never ever seen something like this happen, especially in championship week. We had leagues going into championship week without winners, uh, couldn't be determined, and you know, it's all about these, you know, like I mentioned, p- people coming together from all over the country and kind of bonding over um, just support and love for the community and love for each other. And you can kind of see that play out even in the fantasy football realm. And so I've seen different people deciding on how they're going to, you know, deal with the resolution of the the finals, because chances are, if you made it to the finals in this, you know, fantasy football game we play you probably had a player from the bills or a player from the Bengals on your team so there are a majority of of championships that had un you know unfinished matchups um, including ours and so there was about three different ways that it could have gone and i've seen it gone all these ways the two you know uh champions we'll call them um decided to split the pot 50 50 for these leagues and just call it even and say, hey, let's just split the pot and let's, let's go from there. Um, and then however the points ended up falling, that's who will be crowned the quote-unquote champion in the actual league itself. And like when it comes to dynasty, draft picks, things like that, 
the champion gets the last pick, but the actual earnings split 50, 50. Um, another way that I've seen it run is they used manual calculations to take the week 18 performances from those players and put that in um, to fill in the gaps for week 17 and have that be the deciding factor. Um, and then I saw um, another league where they decided to split the earnings of the league based on what the win percent uh, for projections were at that time. So if you were projected to win by 65%, they'd give you, they'd split the winning 65-35. So kind of seen it done a few different ways. And then the final option was just accepting the points the way that they fell and how it is, how it was, how it is. And that's the winner. You're in a couple of leagues, Isaiah. How did they ended up, how did they end up uh, determining them for you? Yeah, a lot of it was flip pot. Uh, the thing that actually um, that struck me the most how was how like everyone, um, how everyone handled it. I felt like, or I feel like the fantasy football community handled it really well. I think in years past, and with some of the immaturity I've seen in other leagues, you know, I've seen people were like, you know, oh, I can't believe we're doing this. You know, this is this is so much more important than a guy almost dying on the football field. And I felt like every single league I was in. Everyone was like, oh, my God, we'll figure it out. We'll figure out the fantasy football things, what happens. Like, this is so much more, so much bigger um, than us playing this game, uh, this fantasy game. And um, I was really, really impressed by that. But a lot of it was just like, hey, man, that was, you know, watching that live made me sick. You want to just split the pot? Let's just split the pot. And that's almost what happened every single one of my leagues. And there was zero arguing, zero animosity. And uh, that was a a silver line and I gleaned um, for, and it seemed like it was pretty large um, percentage of a lot of the fantasy football leagues were like that as well. What I saw online stuff. So, Yeah. I also saw that a lot of fantasy football leagues decided to donate a lot of their winnings to um, DeMar Hamlin's GoFundMe for um, he's raising money for a kid's toy drive, which I got to go check um, to see where that's at right now. Cause last I checked, it was over $8 million um so while i do that real quick um tell us you know isaiah did you actually uh make it to the finals in any of your leagues this year no um so matthew um do you want to fill us in now because uh i quickly answered that question and i have nothing more to fill for that answer that you're trying to buy time with well uh let's take a look shall we because um oh andy just said he might totally have jumped on if he had seen this message sooner. Andy, we are still going. Want to join? Try to get some of the other league mates in here tonight. Let's take a look and see. GoFundMe. Oh, here we go. Wow, yeah. Okay, so Damar Hamlin originally was trying to raise money um, for a community toy drive. He's just trying to raise $2,500 and has currently, as of this moment, raised $8,653,920. Just, just wow. I'm over 244.8 thousand donations. Um, so that was really cool to see. And like, you know, obviously kind of talked about this, um, but like 
teams were donating some of their winnings in there. I can see like when I'm scrolling through the top donations to see like the something, something fantasy football league, the so-and-so fantasy football league. That was like really touching um, and really cool to see just like everyone kind of getting behind this cause. And like, it's really awesome to scroll through the list. You can actually go by top donations and kind of see like who it is, who some of the top donations are. And like, it was like, I'm not going to lie, like definitely really moving to see, you know, um, the uh, Jim Marseille and the Indianapolis Colts donated $25,003. Um, a lot of people did the, you know, they added the three at the end to match his, to match his name. Um, so like Robert Kraft and the New England Patriots, 18,003. Um, I liked, um, you know, Matthew Stafford was in there um, donating $12,000. Uh, the Houston Texans, 10,003. Sean McVay donated it on his own. Russell Wilson, Tom Brady. Um, no, I know Gronk did his uh, usual thing. Gronka was in there at 6,900. Um, let's see. Underdog Fantasy was in there. Uh, Luke Bryan even got in there. In there, That's awesome. Uh, Mike Evans. It was cool to see like some of the rookies in there too. Like Sauce Gardner was in there donating $5,000. I saw Drake London in there. Trey Lance. Um, a lot of people got in on the 3,333 dollar tier um just to match his number but you know obviously like i said it, it was just really really moving so that that was cool i ended up buying a demar hamlin jersey um or not a jersey i should say a shirt that like one of the shirt jerseys um to uh support that and i did see that um i know fantrax was doing it but all the proceeds from his jersey sales which shot up to the number one jersey on you know all their websites, um, all the proceeds are going to like the, these charitable foundations that he has, um, it kind of set up in his name. So it's a good cause. Cool to support that story. Let's talk about the matchups that, uh, that actually went down and, um, let's talk about our league champion or should I say champions? You want to do the, uh, your matchup first. You want to do the big dog one. Yeah, we'll uh we'll do we'll do um let's why don't you do why don't you talk through the big one? I'm gonna try to get Andy set up to come on and join us here because he just messaged back. All right, sweet. Um give me one second here, let me pull up the uh the results. Um but as all you guys remember, neither of us were in here. The two teams are team state in power. And uh, again, Scold School, Darius, our commissioner, um, sitting power, uh, came in at seven to seven on the year, had two pretty big victories uh, as the underdog, and uh, came up against Darius, who had the second best record in our league um, this year, and the commissioner with his two stacked tight ends. And um, Dar- originally, sitting power was projected for about 130, Darius was projected for about 150. Um, I don't remember everyone's pick. I know I picked Sidon Power um, to win in this matchup. Um, <laughs> and Matthew picked Darius and was wrong. So, <laughs> just to remind everyone, this wasn't our original picks. This was just our, hey, this is the matchup for the Super Bowl. And I was right once again. So what am I up by, like 20, 
20 on you now or something? Or you just stopped counting? Yeah, actually, I think it was a mercy rule. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I'll i do better next year. Um, yep. Not going um, to just make a repeat. But just so everyone's tracking, um, because of the whole um, DeMar Hamlin situation, um, Seed and Power and Dysterius decided to split the split the. Actually, I think they decided to split the pot even before, if I remember. Actually, I, I'm almost positive they made a decision they were going to split the pot way prior. Um, but regardless, they decided to split the pot, so I don't think they really care too much about what happened. But Seed uh, and Power is the champion of the league. He had 142. Darius had 106. Um, although Darius did have, uh, he did start. Um, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs um, during championship week. But Satan Power had a couple of pretty nice performances, and most notably Mike Evans, who dropped almost 50 points with 10 receptions for 270 yards, um, three touchdowns for, yeah, 48 points. Savage. Uh, A.J. Brown gave him 20. C. Lamb gave him 20. Brock Purdy, Mr. Mr. Consistent, gave him uh, 17 points. And uh, yeah, he ended up with 140 and ended up as a champion of our league. And he also has the first pick in our rookie draft because of Angie. So, congrats to you, Zayden Power. Um, if you ever want to leave the league, please let me know so I can leave the league first. Um, create a fake name, you leave the league, and then I can take your roster. So, um, at me, Dougie. That's- that's probably the biggest compliment that, you know, we can give at that point. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was supposed to be like looking back at like max points for like, if they had started everyone correctly, Darius could have put up 157 and Seedon could have put up 189. So, you know, looking at like what the bench players put up and things like that, um, you know, definitely could have been something where it was a lot closer but all in all, like I think they made the right decision because their matchup was so heavily favored with Bills players that it, it would have made a difference. All right, Andy is here. I'm gonna let him in. Here we go. And can you hear us, Andy? Can you hear me? Yes, we can. How are you? How are you doing? Not too bad. Yourself? Fabulous, man. We're just breaking down uh, Seed and Power and Darius's matchup from last. Hey, there's his face. <laughs> Whoa, what a beard, bro! I don't know what to shave. Good God! All right, how do I? Uh... Um. Well. I think we uh I think we have to give up our title of uh most attractive guys in the in the league now. Sorry. Got a better beard than us, man. Well, welcome aboard. Sorry for the last, the last minute invite, you know. We just uh we were hopping on. We we're like, all right, we'll see who else could uh wants to join and voila, here we are. This works. I love the last minute spare the moment kind of thing. Absolutely. Um, So we were just going through talking about um, Seed and Power and Darius's 
uh, championship matchup. We were going talking about the actual performances themselves, and then that's where you popped in. So, um, are you are you super familiar with the sleeper um, app, Andy? Have you used that be- before this league? No, nope. This is my first introduction to it. I like it, but sometimes it's like I have to think a little bit. Like, how do I get to that? Oh, I get to this one spot. I know I've been there before and then it takes me a little while, but That's it like, does a lot. Yeah. I like the app. I wish you had to know how to use sleeper app when you accepted that uh, Garrett Wilson for Cam Akers trade. <laughs> That's besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> I, that actually brings up a really embarrassing story. My first trade ever, my first trade ever, I don't know if you guys remember, but I, get, I got totally roasted for it. Oh my God. I, I sent like a 24th round pick and I thought I was receiving a 24th round pick. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't until I heard you guys talk about it on the podcast, like a long time later that I realized I sent the 24th round pick um, along with Judy, I think. Or yes. Something like that. Oh, that was the terrible Thielen trade. Yeah, oh, that makes so much more sense now, dude. I was like, "Why are you getting a worse receiver?" I'm like, dude, you're such a Homer Viking fan. <laughs> no, no. I mean, that was part of it. I, I avoided sure. the Vikings completely in the draft, and I'm like, "Oh man, I kind of like to pull for some Vikings guys." And I saw Adam Thielen was on the trade block, and so I just figured I'd pick up Adam Thielen. I thought maybe they'd get close to the same um, production this year. Um, but I didn't mean to send a pick to get him. To be fair, though, you did redeem yourself with your second trade of the year um, when you traded uh, C.D. Lamb away for Ken Walker and a 2023 second. Um, that that must have felt pretty good to redeem yourself there. I think so. I mean, it worked out in the end. You, you never really know because as soon as you trade for somebody they can get hurt or whatever um hindsight's always 2020 it's kind of a coin toss either way yeah because you ended up turning that that second round pick into the trade for Devonte smith so you basically traded it's a late uh 2023 second so you basically got um ken walker and um Devonte smith in that trade um and all you had to give up was C.D. Lamb and um, Michael Carter. So I think that was actually a pretty good, uh, pretty good return on investment right there. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Isaiah, that Acres for Wilson trade. We'll see. I mean, I guess we'll see. Hey man, Acres, Acres was picking it up, doggy, at the end of the year. So Acres is going to come back refreshed next year. Uh, who's throwing to Garrett Wilson next year? No idea. It could be. It could be one of us at this point. It could be Mike Glennon for all we know. Zach Wilson is a bum. He will never belong in that New York market. So, um, I heard a rumor that um, Derek Carr might be the next New York um, quarterback, or Jimmy. Yeah, they do. They do love their uh, mediocre QBs in New York, so he would fit very well there. What do you think, Andy? Any predictions on the next Jets quarterback? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I like Derek Carr. I, he was always, um, 
I always seemed to be a fan of his, even though, even when he was playing bad and I, I don't know why he's probably did really well for me one year in fantasy. And so I've liked him ever since, but yeah, I think he's got some life left in him. Oh uh, yeah. He's great. He's totally the scapegoat for the Raiders. I mean, you probably, you probably seen the same thing too. Maybe the Vikings before with cousins where like, it's a, like, no matter what happens in the playoffs, everyone just blames the QB. And that's always been the same thing with Derek Carr. It's like, he'll be like above average QB. And, like, the rest of his team will let him down. And everyone's like, ah, Derek Carr. I mean, I live in Vegas, so I hear it all the time. Um, he's really not that bad. He's literally the definition of an average QB. Um, I mean, is he is he worse than Mac Jones, Matt? Like, I don't – probably not. No. No, he's better than Mac Jones. But that's, yeah. that's a very low bar. <laughs> when I went to the Patriots game the other day, um, which I we haven't recorded since then, I don't think. Um, Patriots versus the Dolphins. And um, they had their third string quarterback at that point, Skylar Thompson, I think it was, who was in there playing or Tompkins. And um, he was making these throws that were just like terrible throws and, you know, almost getting picked off and like off to the side. And, um, you know, people around me were making comments like, oh, see, at least it's not just us making those quarter, uh, those throws. And I was thinking in my head, yeah, but our like what's our excuse that's our first string quarterback this is their third guy up and he's making these throws and then over here we're like oh we got the same thing yeah Skylar uh, Thompson I think was a sixth or seventh round draft pick Mac Jones was a highly touted Alabama quarterback who was like the 13 to 14th pick but we'll move on from this um all right so third place matchup was uh myself Buster Kilby aka 96 dollar fab bids Versus King Cobb, um, the matchup itself was—I would say it was close, um, close to being my favorite matchup of the year. Um, but uh, suffice to say, I ended up scoring pretty well. Um, it was 186 to 92 for the final score. Um, King Cobb. Uh, had a valiant effort. Unfortunately, um, and I was looking at his roster. He didn't have anybody playing in the game that was impacted by the delays. So when he put up 92 points, that was just that was just his team. Um, just Cobbin, just just classic Cobb. Um, you know, I was going to make a king, like, like a corn on the cob reference, but I couldn't think of a good one. Yeah, let's move on from your corny jokes, Dougie. There it is. Yeah. Um. So I put up 186 points. It. I did look up into the top scores of the week, um, of the year, and so far for the league, that is the most points scored on a single week. So I was pretty stoked about that. Um. Definitely not stoked that, um, I had to face Seaton Power last week and not. I think it was Andy. It was you that got eliminated. Um the first round of the playoffs, right? I was like, oh man, if I could have only faced and oh no, it, it wasn't me. It was um Isaiah who wanted to who wanted Andy's spot to the into the playoffs. That's, that's what it was. Yeah, I've been like secretly pissed at Andy for like a month and a half now because he beat me he, he made the playoffs by like 20 points over me. So um it's fine. It's not personal. Not personal. Just don't want it to happen again next year. <laughs> um, so 
from a Matt, from, you know, actual performance perspective, I uh, had a couple of people with good games. Sean Watson put up 21 points. Um, Aaron Jones had 13 points. Um, and then we had Austin Eckler with 32 points. Uh, Chris Godwin, 20 points. He went nine for nine, 120 yards. Um, and even had a fumble in there and still ended up with a great game. Tyreek Hill, uh, 15 points. Logan Thomas, uh, almost 15 points. Uh, Mari Cooper went three for four with 105 yards and two touchdowns, which is an insane stat line. Uh, Devontae Adams went seven for 11 with 153 and two touchdowns. Um, the Chiefs defense put up nine points. And um, I was like, oh, that you know couldn't have possibly been any better. But no, Tom Brady on my bench with a quiet 40 points. Could have started him and uh, decided to sit him um, against Carolina. And I could have almost been over 200 points if I had started uh, him on the bench. But suffice to say, that was that was a really, really good week for me. And um, definitely was sour to not be in the finals championship round. Um, you know, bringing home a number one championship with the high score of the year. That would have been pretty epic. But, um, you know, it's like they say, almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. And thankfully, I still got some sort type of a payout for it. Uh, it was a good year for King Cobb. Injuries really struck him hard. Justin Fields um, left half, I think, in the third quarter with an injury. Um, put up 15 points. Saquon Barkley only put up seven points. Uh, Zay Jones, three for five with 24 yards. Only five points. Uh, Cortland Sutton, eight points. And Joku, only three points on one reception. Um, James mm-hmm. Conner got injured, 14 points that he put up still had a decent game and then Leonard Fournette uh, put up only eight points in the blowout loss. Uh, I'm sorry, victory against Carolina. Um, the Seahawks defense did really well though. They actually had 17 points against the New York jets in that game. But um, yep, that's how the season ended up finishing. And uh yeah, I took third place. We had split champions. They decided to split the pot and split the title of champions, which I thought was admirable to do, although sharing the trophy is going to be a pain in the neck. Where would you have put your trophy, Andy, if you had won it? I I mean, I, I did not expect at the beginning of the playoffs for seed and power to go all the way. But then... Darius's team kind of put up, started putting up some, some, I don't know, just some crappy numbers. And it was just trending not in a good direction. And then Seed and Power just kept way overshooting his projected totals every week. And like by round two of the playoffs, I'm like, Seed and Power could definitely win it. Um, I mean, if I had to pick between Seedon and Darius, I'd probably say um, Seedon Power showed up in the playoffs, even though Darius showed up in the regular season. I'd probably give it to Seedon Power. Yeah, it's almost like, uh, you know, as you know, as someone who had divorced parents when I was a kid, I feel like they're just going to have, you know, one's going to have on the weekends and maybe, you know, bring it up to the cabin for the summer or, you know, winter, you know, winter break and whatnot. But we'll see uh, the how they make it work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, um, don't worry. Next year, I'll have sole custody of the child, so we won't have to. 
Yeah, with the uh, with your roster has an average age of thirty four years old, but you know, I'm gonna. I have one team that's even worse than this team, and uh, in another league, and my team name in that league is AARP. Um, so <laughs> I may have to steal that for this league uh, at some point next season. Well, your average age is probably like twenty eight, but you have Tom Brady, so it brings it from like twenty eight to like mid thirty. So get get Brady off your roster, and you'll be all right. Yeah, that was a. I guess it was a good pickup, but didn't end up helping me <laughs> anyways. Yeah. Um, um I, I did message uh Coney one to find out why he left the league. Did you see that, Andy? Did you see he left the league? I did. That seemed really random. He just wasn't involved a lot in the conversation all season, though, was he? Yeah, wasn't involved in conversation, wasn't really involved in winning either. So Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. He left the league. I can talk shit now, right? I mean, it's like they said, oh. betting the under on Broncos Broncos games was like the safest bet all season. Betting the L on Team Goni One's games was the safest bet, um, I think, all season. Outside uh, Angie. <laughs> well, I mean, that's true. That's true. I did. He did message me a couple of times. I was trying to pick up um, a couple of players from him at the trade deadline. Um, and he basically was like, I was like, hey, like, do you have an interest in moving Jalen Hurts or Tua? Um, I was like willing to move. It was it ended up being like the move I made for for um, for Watson, basically. But I was willing to give up like 23 second and Carr or Stafford. Um, and I was, you know, probably willing to give up more if it was Hertz, but he's like, I gave up more than that to get him before the season started. Hertz is a top three and Tua isn't far behind. It's just not enough for either. And so I was like, what about, you know, car plus my 2024 first. And he's like, honestly, um, it seemed like I gave up a lot, but now it seems like I won that trade at the beginning of the year. I'm happy with my investment. Um, you'd have to give up more than what I paid, um, to get him. So the conversation that he said that he was saying there just hmm. seemed like he didn't give any indication that he was going to be leaving. It was weird. <laughs> but. I have a few trade proposals, but that's about it. No conversations with hmm. him. Mm-mm. Yep. Oh. Well, I mean, maybe he just didn't realize there was a podcast, you know, he, <laughs> he had known perhaps he would have, or maybe that maybe would, maybe we're, it's our fault. Maybe he said there's too much pressure. You know, every trade being analyzed by the experts. Yeah, dude, King called, dude, King called, called me, a, a, he called me like a, a guru or something. I think he was being sarcastic. And I was like, bro, the only thing I'm, I'm a guru getting like big fat L's in this league because I, I like to think we're self aware because like we have this podcast, we're talking about the trades and stuff and we dump on people. But I hope like everyone knows, like everyone in our league, like I'm extremely sarcastic. Obviously not personable. Uh, I don't know. I mean, dude, I shit on my Garrett Wilson trade to K-Makers every other week. You make fun of me for giving, like, half my future up for goddamn Alberto. So I like to think we're a little bit self-aware. You know, when you when you dropped Aguilar today, I saw you say bum right afterwards, and I expected to sign in there and see that you dropped Alberto. I, was I can't. No, 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 no. I promise you, for as long as this dynasty league holds, 
Alberto is going to be a part of my. He could be retired. I'm still keeping Alberto. You know, it's funny because he actually had a decent week like two weeks ago. I think he caught a touchdown. I yeah, know. I noticed you were you were awfully quiet about that. I noticed. We didn't record that week, but you know, touche. Mm, yeah, I was. We're going to talk about Cam Akers the last couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, that's you're not wrong. Um, he did rush for more yards than Garrett Wilson had in receiving yards last week. So there's that. Too bad he couldn't have done earlier when he did them, but <laughs> he always he always performs at the end of the year, and then the beginning of the next year, he's like getting third string reps or injured, unfortunately. But we'll see. Next year's the year. Okay, so. Let's go into some of these questions here for seed and power. And then I could probably ask, re-ask some of them um, to you as well, Andy, while you're here, some of them that aren't specific to winning the league. Um, but uh, Isaiah, do you have the text up with the questions that I, that I had sent yeah, you? Yeah, I've got the, yeah. So the first thing we, uh, we're going to ask him um, as the winner. So, you know, he gets special treatment here. Uh, what was his favorite draft pick on the year that he made? So he said that his favorite draft pick was easily Jalen Waddle. He said he's actually a really crazy fan of his in real life. And uh, he said it was so much fun being able to cheer for him um, in fantasy football as well. Um, there was a lot of speculation in the off, you know, in the uh, off season around like, you know, is Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill both going to be able to, um, perform, you know, in this environment. So I could definitely see, you know, the, I'm trying to pull up where he actually drafted him right now. Third round. Did he go before Tyreek? Yes. So he went, oh, interesting. So he went Debo, then he went Waddle back to back. And um, I wonder if he would go back and redo that trade instead of Debo pick someone like T Higgins or Tyree kill, but I guess it worked out. That was, it's not a bad pick for third round. I take Jalen Waddle in the third round. Um, Andy, what about you? What was your favorite pick? Um, <laughs> that's tough to say. Uh, Shoot. I think the way TJ Hawkinson worked out, of course, I drafted him. Um, he was playing for the Lions and then he got traded to Minnesota. And then I think his production went up a little bit, but also he's just a lot more fun to watch since he's on my team. So I think that's probably <laughs> my favorite trade yeah. or my favorite, uh, my favorite draft. I mean, yeah, someone, uh, I think Trevor put in the chat that he was tight end two on the year. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. I'm not sure if that's true, but threw that, threw that in there. But regardless, he was fantastic this year. Well, I also really loved that you picked Christian McCaffrey at the 108. So I feel like based on how he actually ended up performing this year and getting traded to San Francisco, that was a steal. Um I think he should have gone much higher than the than 108. And um, you drafted one spot ahead of me, so I'm sure that there was some sniping going on in the draft. Um, 
had he he fallen to me at 109, I would have taken him over Christian. I mean, over Kyle Pitts for sure. Um, but um, it's kind of funny because I ended up taking Kyle Pitts over Austin Eckler. However, then ended up having to trade for Eckler later and gave up even more. So uh, I guess I'm the I'm the sucker here in this in this scenario, both ways. Yeah. All right. What's the second um, question, Isaiah? What was the trade that really changed everything for him? So the trade that changed everything, he says, was the C.D. Lamb trade, which is ironic. Uh, he said that uh, when I got the offer for him, it was within it was with the one hour time limit uh, of the trade deadline. He said I made no mistake on accepting it right away. Not um, not only did it carry my team in the playoffs, but I plan on him carrying me for years to come. Um, and that was so, Darius, right? Yeah, that was that. And we agreed with with uh, with him on that one. That was a great trade for him. I, I don't know why Darius made that move. I didn't think it was a super solid. I honestly, yeah. that might have cost him the championship, to be honest with you, that trade. Um, that hurts. He said that his close second, though, was getting Angie's first round pick. Um, he said, this is horrible, but I, it's oh my God. this is great. He's like, um, I had targeted her early on when I saw how her draft was going. He said, was pumped. Pretty sure I called all my fantasy friends and gloated about that trade a bit. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a robbery right there for Bijan Robinson. It's probably who's going to end up going at that spot. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, when this year were you most down on your team and your chances to win? Oh, we got to ask Andy what his favorite trade was. Oh yeah. If you say if you say <laughs> the Cam worry. Makers, if you say Cam Makers, Gary Wilson. Matt, make me the host so I can kick him off this immediately. <laughs> I I wasn't gonna say that, but it crossed my mind. I think my favorite pickup or my favorite trade um, this year, I think, was um, picking up Devonte Smith um, from Darius for Carter and a twenty third um, second round. That's a steal. Yeah, it was a great trade. Solid move. Because Carter's going to be done when Brees Hall's back. So it's really, really, really. It's pretty wild how good of a roster Darius could have had, man. If he just kind of stayed the course a little bit more, he could have, uh, after making the trade for CD, and then he could have kept Devontae and just kind of dealt with his running back situation. Did he, did he like give up like another second for like Daryl Henderson or something? Yep. Yeah, yeah he traded away the second that he got before. that he got for Devontae Smith. So, yeah. And then Daryl Henderson got cut like a week later. It's possibly the worst trade I've ever, I've ever, uh, I've ever seen, but. Um, the no Smith, was it no Brown just, uh, just knocked on my door. Noah Brown. <laughs> Noah right. Brown for Mike Evans. Oh my God. Um, what was the next question? Uh, when he was most down on his team and his chances to win. Yeah, so he said the Jonathan Taylor and Lamar Jackson constant injuries. Um, he, he felt that his team was unstoppable mainly because the consistency that they would provide all year. 
but he was really leaning on taking CMC despite the age, but he went with the youth. He said, I still regrets have regrets about that, not only in this league, but in three other leagues that I had Jonathan Taylor in. Fun fact, I won three out of the four leagues with him anyways. So humble brag. Jeez. <laughs> but um, apparently Seton Power is just good at drafting because he Jeez, won for the rest of us, three out of four leagues where he drafted Taylor over CMC. And um, I mean, that was the wrong pick, but he still made it work. Um, that one doesn't really count for you, uh, Andy, because you didn't win. So <laughs> when, when were you so down on your team? Probably when I didn't win, make it out of the first round of the playoffs. If it makes it feel any better, we're all in the same boat here. Listen here. Keep your mouth shut. 30 points. All right. What's the next question? Um, what's your biggest advice to someone starting Dynasty League for the first time? All right. So he says, don't be the guy that tries to win in four years. Be the guy who wins now. You like to rebuild, do it after a title. Solid advice. Uh, yeah. What about you, Andy? What do you What do you got for someone who's looking to join a dynasty league for the first time? What would you say? Man, I guess that was me this year. So um, if I were to give advice to uh, myself at the beginning of the year, it was just, um, you see a lot of transactions happening at the very beginning. Like everyone's just kind of itchy to trade and everything. And you kind of catch that bug, but you don't really have to, I mean, you can keep your, you can keep all of your draft picks. You don't have to trade for anybody. You don't have to go crazy on some elaborate, um, draft where you trade down and you get a, a million fourth round picks. Um, I think just draft like you normally would and, um, I, I think the other thing that I like to do that I catch myself doing, sometimes I have to try to stop myself is, um, a guy will be really good for me in a previous year, but that doesn't mean he's going to be great the next year. Or if he did horrible for me last year, that doesn't mean he's going to be great this year. So I really like to look and see what the experts are saying because I can definitely have a lot of bias. And so I think just doing a little bit more research, trying to keep your bias out of the, out of the equation as much as you can. That is definitely a good call out there for sure. Um, Cause bias sleeps right in and uh, it's re recency bias too. So like, not willing to sell a player because you're like, oh, he's finally tell taken off or like not willing, you know, to accept a trade. It's just like it, it seeps into at all points of the season. And it's, mm -hmm. it's absolutely crucial to be to understand why something's happening to really give context to it. Like, does this player really suck or is their offensive line so bad? And that's why Tom Brady can't get a pass mm -hmm. off. I mean, it's like mm -hmm. things like that. Um, like, so I agree with what. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, go for it, man. I agree with what Stephen Power said. Uh, I would say, though, that I'm actually excited about building. Um, and I'm necessarily just trying to win it all this year because a lot of my trades are trying to get younger. I just think it's, like, a little bit more um, – I like it because I feel like I'm doing more to make make it happen, right, rather than, like, okay, I drafted my team. Oh, I got lucky. I did well this year. It's more like, you know, I'm making these trades and making these draft picks – so that in three years from now, I'm going to have like an absolute monster 
where everyone on my team is like 25, 26. And we've talked about this, there's no right way to win. Um, but for, for this league in my first one, I just thought it'd be really cool if I took like the, you know, yeah, it'd be cool if I won this year, but I want to build for the future. And maybe that doesn't work out for me. Um, at the end of the day, it's all about championships. And, you know, if you win one the, the first year and I don't win one in the next five, then obviously you know, he's right, whatnot, but different yeah. ways to different ways to skin the cat. Yeah, and I think like to your point, like um like something that I learned first when I first started was like if you're in a tight end premium league, don't overvalue the tight end position. Like, yeah, they give you extra points, but that doesn't mean that they're like crazy more valuable than your other players. And so like I went in a couple of startups like that I'm still in and I'm still recovering from this, but I like drafted it was like Kelsey Kittle round one and two. Now this was like two, two, three years ago. And it was like, that was like, I did, I did, it was about my strategy and everything. I was like, I'll choose. I want to draft late. I know Kelsey will fall to the end of the first round and I'm going to Kelsey Kittle. And this isn't super flex, super flex leagues where you have to have two quarterbacks. And like, it's just, it's, it was just a mistake um, that I'm still recovering from. And then I would end up trying to trade them later on and I get a lower return. And um, I didn't understand why I was like, it's a tight end premium league, you know, but that'd be one thing. Definitely like don't overthink league scoring, just understand how to properly value it, um, assess where you need to be at and um, use that to your advantage. But um, next question. Uh, how does he weigh to traverse now when measuring your team? Kind of tie the last question. Say that again. Uh, how does he weigh his team future first now when measuring his team? All right, let me just see. I'm just responding to Dan, who may try to join us if we're still going in the next few minutes. All right, so I think you might have skipped a question because I'm trying to read his orders here. Um, uh, I did not. Last one was, what's your biggest advice? And then it's, how do you weigh future first now? Oh, okay. So, gotcha. I gotcha. I I, that was my bad. So he says, I try not to, I try not to look further than one to two years. Um, he says, I don't believe in not trying to win at all costs. Um, I had trades out there for the first overall pick uh, right at the, what did he say? Oh, he had trades out there to send away the first overall pick at the deadline to try and booster for the playoffs. Um, he hadn't clinched yet at the time. He said, lucky for me though, I still have the pick and the trophy. So he's like, you know, try not to look too much further than that one to two year window. Um, don't sell out at all costs to try and win. Give yourself kind of a gap um, there, which, you know, I can definitely relate to that because when I was looking at my win now, you know, window, I definitely didn't want to trade away my 2024 firsts. I knew like I'm okay with trading away 2023 because most of the assets that I recovered or I, I, I have, I was deep enough that these guys are going to carry over into next season, but I didn't want to try to move away from 2024 because if anything goes downhill injuries, these guys retire, they're done. I want to be able to start my rebuild 2024 and have the, uh, that opportunity there. So I like that advice. Um, yeah, totally. All right. What's the next question? Um, who, who does he think his biggest competition is when it comes to taking back to back titles? Where he says, Andy and Isaiah. Hey. 
Uh, no, actually, it's not what he said. <laughs> what he said. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> he said, I prefer teams with first round picks, so he didn't pick me. Uh, no, he said, uh, he said, Darius, King Cobb, and you, referring to myself. It's his biggest competition. For okay, next question. We're Listen, he answered it on me. Um, what do you, well, we can we can kind of stop at this, Isaiah. What do you think power rankings right now going into next season? Uh, we'll, we'll go with you, Isaiah, first, and then and then Andy. But like top three, what do you guys think? If you had to rank, me, 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 me. That's one team. Okay. Uh, no, I mean, obviously, Satan Power is one, but I think it's him and everybody else. Like, his gap is that big. Um, type of number one pick, he's just gonna add Bajan Robinson to that roster, is not fair. And then, yeah, so him, uh, you, and then, yeah, like Darius King Cobb, myself, uh, maybe Andy, uh, maybe Dan. Just depends on how everyone's draft goes and how everyone's like second players, do, you know, second year players do. You know, if Garrett Wilson goes off next year's WR one, you know, if Jamison Williams goes off next year, Jahan Dotson or I don't know, whatever the example is, um, you know, that completely changes your roster. So. Yeah. What about but you? Not, but not Team Eleven. <laughs> not Team Eleven. Um. Well. <clears throat> I was going to say whoever takes over that team 11 uh, is probably going to be number one. We have to start hyping them up because we have to, right. sell, we have to, we have to sell that position. Remember? <laughs> um, no, I think I definitely think um, probably both of your teams will be contenders next year. Um, I would say top four five i think darius is in the top five um i think seed and power could do really well again uh next year i would say uh my number one would be my number one would be 96 fab bids my number two would be um, uh, King Cobb. And number three, um, I have to go seed in again. Yep. Solid. I have the same top. Well, I have, I have seed in number one, I think, because I forgot that he has on his injured reserve, Jonathan Taylor. So he's got Jonathan Taylor and, um, you know, I think we talked about him in the last podcast, but he has Jonathan Taylor, Dalvin Cook, CeeDee Lamb, A.J. Brown, Jalen Waddell, Mike Evans, George Kittle, uh, Lamar Jackson, and then Debo Samuel somehow fitting in there. Um, and then he's got the 101 overall pick to bring in a stud running back. Mm-hmm. So. I think I got to go with him as number one. And then number two, um, I think is between uh, myself, just because I have a lot of those like proven veteran guys. I think Sean Watson could really step it up with a full season. So I, I like, I like my odds there, but I really don't like my tight end position. So we'll see how that 
shakes out. I don't know if that's going to be enough to compete with seed and power if I don't have a good tight end, um, which is ironic because of what I just told you guys about my advice that I learned from my other startups. Um, Darius has lost it. bro. Sit for your doggy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Darius has lost a lot of um, his team. I don't know what happened to his roster, but I don't feel good about his team anymore. When he first started, I was like, man, this team is just savage and like insane. But like looking at it now, like the Josh Allen and dig stack is great in the Kelsey Andrews, but he has hardly any future picks. He's got one first round pick, but you know, he's got no running backs. Um, other than, you know, well, I mean, Elliot and Swift, but it feels like he doesn't have any running backs aside from that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we're not even sure we're, we're, we're going to get out of those two next year. Zeke will be a year older, and Swift is – he's great, but he's just always – I think he's always hurt. Yeah. Um, I actually really like Andy's team um, with, you know, Christian McCaffrey, Ken Walker, Alave, Smith, Hawkinson, Wilson. Um, like, that's a really, really solid group of, of starting right there. Then you got George Pickens, um, you know, Greg Dulcich. Um, Kyler Murray coming back. And then I was going to say the quarterback, I've got a quarterback problem. I feel like with Kyler Murray, they just Uh, fired their head coach today. That could be a huge win. I hope Uh, it is. Because I think that Cliff Kingsbury was really holding them back. But we'll see. Yeah, he sucks. You got Zach Wilson though, so the future's bright. <laughs> got that. He's got the Zach Wilson, Garrett Wilson uh, stack. <laughs> the Wilson to Wilson. You just need to pick up Kenny Pickett, and you'll have Pickens to Pickett or Pickett to Pickens too. These are the best stack. I wouldn't mind that. He was looking pretty good at the end of the year. Yeah, that might be a good buy low trade target. Um. All right, what's the next question that we got? Um, well, going back, is there a move you made that he wish he hadn't? He said, ask me this, yeah, ask me this one week ago, and I, he said it would have been the Evans trade. Um, <laughs> but how can I regret it now? He said, I'm in so many leagues, I can't remember some of the moves I make. But I do remember Darius sent me an exploding offer pre-draft. And I regretted not accepting it. I just don't remember what it was, he says. Um, but that's fair. The Evans trade pops up one week, wins him a championship, and 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 that's it, you know. Um I think that was me. I think I moved Evans and we talked about it on the on the show. I feel like I gave up a little bit too much for it, but um I didn't want to have Evans and Godwin on the same team. And I'm glad I didn't because trying to decide who to start what to during that whole stretch when they were both a disaster would have been um, too much for my small heart to handle. Um, Andy, was there any moves that you made that you wish you hadn't? Or, or you had, I, I mean, I think the, uh, the Thielen for Judy trade, obviously at the very beginning of the year, my first trade ever. Um, I'd probably not make that trade again or try to get a little bit more for Judy. But um, as it turns out, um, who would have thought Russell Wilson would have been so 
absolutely piss poor this year. Um, I think the guy's way underperformed his capability. Um, I mean, he could, with a little bit better of a quarterback, or maybe maybe Denver moves away from him, or they move away from Russ, Russell Wilson or whatever, but he could definitely end up in a better scenario. And um, I think Judy could be a really good wide receiver. So that's probably the one that I regret personally. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's a fair call out. And, and plus, like, they might be getting – I saw that Denver's trying to interview Sean Payton for head coach. Um, and I know, like, Russell looked pretty good at the end of the year there. Um, in comparison, once they got rid of, um, you know, their former head coach who didn't even make it the first full season, I think he was really a, an issue. Um, dude, he was balling at the end of the year, dude. Yeah. And then I think they won the last game, didn't they? They played spoiler. I don't remember who they were facing. Rams, maybe? I think they played the Chiefs one of the last weeks. Play the Chiefs. They almost beat them two weeks ago. I don't remember who they played this week. But um, All right, what's the last question? Uh, we got two questions left. Uh, what's next for Seed and Power, I guess? That's a question. Yeah, what's next for Seed and Power? He says, well, the wife and I are planning a remote romantic trip to the Dominican Republic. And I'm sure I'll spend most of the winnings on dinners while uh, we are there. So safe travels. Hope you make it back safely. Seed and power. My final question to him, I had asked him, I said, um, you think you're going to actually change your team name once this next season? And uh, he's like, I don't know if I could, I'll probably just leave it as it is. Maybe add a trophy to his name. He said, but uh, nice. Nice. Like stud, stud right there. But um, thanks for uh, for joining us and, and hopping on here, Andy. Um, certainly appreciate taking time out. Uh, you got like 30 seconds to, to say uh, something. If you got anything else, anything else you want to say? Uh, no, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, this was fun. I, I think I've watched every single episode. Um, so I'm a huge fan. <laughs> I think I actually think I was the first subscriber on YouTube. So when you guys are rich and famous, remember no. me. Oh, get you <laughs> royalties, dog. This man got royalties. <laughs> so, no, thanks for having me, and uh, I hope to be on here uh, next year, uh, maybe after, maybe after a championship win, Absolutely. or maybe after tanking. Who knows? Yes, Andy. What are your playoff predictions for the year? All right. Well. Vikings start off playing the Giants. I think I think that's a win for the Vikings. It's in their home stadium. Um, let me see the let's go. Yes. yes. You guys are huge Vikings fans, I hear. Always my have. entire life. I remember crying when Tavares Jackson was drafted and Mr. Christian Ponder. I'm wearing I'm wearing Vikings underpants right now. Randy Moss. I have a, I have a Dante Culpepper tattoo underneath my big toe. All right. Well, let's see. I'm looking at the rest of the games here. Uh, so Green Bay didn't make it, huh? Which means Seattle's <laughs> in. Womp womp. <laughs> uh, that last game, Aaron Rodgers just did not look very good. I also and saw then, that he didn't give up his jersey to somebody who asked him for it. I think it was Joel. Yeah, Williams. he's like, yeah, I'm going to want to hang on to this, he says. Yeah. yeah he's and gone. then the whole camera crew just followed him out of the 
stadium as if he's never going to play another football game. That could be. He could retire. So if you retire, how does that work? Like, does does Green Bay still owe you all that money? I would assume not, right? Nope. Yeah, but they also he also can't just sign with somebody else. He'd have to get traded if he's still under contract and he comes back. Um, gotcha. Okay. So, like, I think the coach for the Saints retired, but if he comes back to coach whatever team he wants to, like, go to, we'll have to give some sort of compensation back to the Saints if it's within the next two years. Gotcha. Uh, okay. So we got Seahawks in San Francisco. Who are you taking? Um, San Francisco for sure. Um, we got Cowboys and Bucks. Cowboys take that pretty easily. Yep. Um, Jags and Chargers. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Jags because they just seem to turn it around at the end of the year, and I think. They're getting good at the right time. Um, and I like their quarterback. So uh, Bengals and Ravens. <clears throat> I'm going to go. I'm going to go Bengals. And um, Bills beat Dolphins. Oh, that's that's pretty, pretty solid for for this first round here. Isaiah, you have the same thing or you got anything else? Different. Uh, I think about roughly the same. I think I had Chargers over the Jags. Uh, but my final pick for the year uh, is the Bills win the entire thing. Just think it'd be a great story. Makes too much sense. That team's balling right now. Um, yeah, I think Bills win it all. Hmm. I think the Bills definitely have the uh, Demar Hamlin thing going on, so they have the motivation to win, and uh, they definitely have a lot you know, going behind them there. Um, but, you know, they have shown some weaknesses. They almost got beat by the Patriots in their uh, awful offensive scheme this past week. Um, so that's definitely concerning. Um, and uh, one second here, let me just send this little link to a little surprise guest, and then we'll see if they come on. Um <laughs> I definitely think the Vikings are going to beat the Giants. Giants have kind of fallen off, but I really like the foundation the Giants are laying. I just think the Vikings do need to make it to the next round of the playoffs. Again, been a lifeline Vikings fan, so always going to you know root for them. Um, we got the Bengals beating the Baltimore Ravens, or should I say the Baltimore Crows, because they've just been um, eating crow lately. Um, just absolutely garbage team. Um, and then speaking of garbage teams, Cowboys is going to beat the Bucks because um, they're absolute garbage. Um, San Francisco, I and think Cowboys aren't garbage. You don't you don't think the Cowboys? You think the Cowboys are garbage? They got whooped by the freaking Sam Howell last week, dude. They didn't. Dak's been win. awful the last four weeks, bro. Yeah, but they didn't need to win. They already had it locked up. They, 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 that wasn't a fire, I mean, you could say. You could say Tampa Bay got whooped by Atlanta. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm not arguing that, but I'm just saying saying the Bucks are more of a, a crap team than the Cowboys have played the last couple. Ooh, I don't know. I don't actually I, know I'm, either, I, but did they pull their starters? Did the Cowboys pull their starters? No, they were playing back the entire game. That's embarrassing. Yeah. 
Sam Howell, QB1. Um, I do think that if two is back this week, the Bi- Miami-Buffalo game would be interesting. But if not, Miami doesn't deserve to be in the playoffs. <laughs> I don't know how they made it in. Um, teams. That's like practically like having a bye week, uh, back-to-back <laughs> weeks. Um, I think I do. I actually like Jacksonville as well. So, um, you know, I, I know it's not, um, it's not probably the, the go-to pick, but I actually really like Jacksonville. Um, it's going to be a similar situation to like, um, the Titans last year. Was it that, what was it that lost to the Tennessee, to Tennessee last year? Oh, I remember Tennessee came off the bye and lost to the Bengals. That's what it was. Um, but yeah, I think Jacksonville is gonna gonna have a decent a decent stretch. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. Why am I blanking on which two teams are on by? The Chiefs oh, and the uh... yeah, it's the Eagles on the NFC side. Thank you. Yeah. I I do think the Eagles um are gonna take it, and I think it's gonna be Eagles in San Francisco, um in in the championship game. I think the Eagles are gonna win. And then on the other side, I think we're going to see uh, Buffalo, Cincy, and um, I think Joe Burrow takes them back-to-back um, in the playoffs. But could be wrong. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, that's, uh, that's that wraps it up for this episode of That Dynasty Podcast. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in and supporting us and uh, watching, you know, on a weekly basis or catching up all at once at the end of the season. Um, if you discover us during the off season, welcome. Um, you know, we're super excited to have you as part of the, uh, the Skull Dynasty League family. And, um, you know, as we begin season two and prepping through the rookie draft, be, I'm pretty excited to actually have conversations where we talk about our rookie draft, especially if we are doing it in um, with 24 hour timelines uh, clock. What am I saying? 24 hour picks for the, the rookie draft. We could actually do potentially um, some live stream content, maybe on YouTube. Um, we'll see, um, you know, what, what that looks like, but um, some exciting stuff coming up and uh, you know, hopefully you guys are along for the ride if you haven't already please go subscribe to us on youtube um you know we have our first subscriber here he says he doesn't regret it so far so um, you know appreciate that uh support and if you guys want to go do the same that would be awesome subscribe on youtube um we also are on apple podcasts and spotify podcasts as well um in case you're you know you're you're working you're you're hanging out you know high up in you know, in a crane somewhere and you need to listen to a podcast because you can't watch a YouTube video that week. You know, we want to make sure that we have options for you. Can um, I just say this real quick? Imagine being hundreds of feet up in a crane and listening to two dudes talk shit about your fancy football trade and still being good <laughs> enough to come on your show. That's, that's a good man, bro. Uh, yeah, that was fun. That was fun. No cranes, but we were hanging off the side of a building that day. But yeah, it's it's fun. I still listen to it on YouTube. Just have the phone in my pocket, and and uh, it's it's a good it's a good way to use up uh, an hour or so, which is about one drop. Oh 
man, Andy. Oh, snap. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, snap. Who we all got here? <laughs> well, Dan has entered the chat. I did. I did. How are you guys doing? I apologize. I've spent zero time getting ready today. So, listen, I think I say it's taken zero time to get ready any day. So, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not really my MO. I was just on a bedroom floor with an eight-year-old and a six-year-old. So, you know, real highlight for me. So. <laughs> yeah, that's that's ideal. Now mm-hmm. you got to kick back, have a, a couple cold ones, watch the championship game. That's currently a blowout right now. And uh, are you a college you know, football guy? <sighs> Depends on the season. A couple of years ago, I used to be more into when the Badgers were good. Now I just, you know, I don't know. They keep stretching everything out. College is getting all everyone's getting contracts for money and everything like that. I don't know. Eight, 12, you know, college team playoff. I mean, they're just changing up so much from what I had grown up. So hard to keep up. It's a fair point. And uh, pretty much every good team outside of TCU is in the SEC right now. So, and Ohio State, but. So. Well, we were just uh, we were just talking, wrapping up with our uh, playoff bracket predictions here for the NFL playoffs. Uh, I'll do rapid fire for this week's uh, NFL matchups. If you want to give us who you think is gonna gonna take it here, okay? All right, Chiefs and Niners are the only. No, go through them. Chiefs and Niners. So we got Seattle and San Francisco. I mean, the Niners. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I don't think anyone in here is a Seahawks fan. Actually, I just- Team Goni won. Was probably Seahawks. before we before we continue our team eleven. Um, what is your? Are you a Vikings fan as well, Dan? No, I'm a Packer fan. I'm oh, Packer. you're one of those. Ooh. Yeah, actually. Ooh. So tonight was a little late of a bedtime because I went to a um, funeral for a coworker of mine, and he was a he or a celebration of life. He was a huge Bears fan, and one of the pictures they show was uh, from when the Bears played the Packers at Lambeau. 24 23 like the bears blew a big lead i think and that he was actually on national tv just like sitting there like stunned because they just blew the game (laughs) oh man and they showed the picture and like some of his friends got together and made like yard signs with his face on them and put them in his yard and stuff so yeah viking fan bear fan or viking fan packer fan cool patriot fans all right but uh, no, as long as no one's a Bears fan. So, listen, I don't think we got any Bears fans, so we're good. But number one overall pick, though. So. I'll never subject myself to that. Absolutely not. God, that was the best thing Lovey ever did for the Bears. <laughs> yeah, yeah at Texans win out the on the way out the door. I mean, yeah, that was yeah. what what a what a brutal what a brutal victory. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Round two. Jacksonville uh, versus Chargers. Boy, I mean, the Chargers have been good lately, but it's hard to go against. I mean, you look at what the Chargers have. If everyone stays healthy, which they didn't last game, it's hard to think that they're not the more talented team. So I'm going Chargers. Wow. Okay, so we're split here because Andy and I went with Jacksonville and Isaiah Isaiah took the Chargers too. So, I mean, the, the Jaguars have been good. This past what six, seven games? I mean, 
Yeah. They've been really good, but boy, if the Chargers are healthy, how do you go against Allen, Williams, Keenan? I'm sorry, um, Eckler. And that's true. I mean, some of those defensive guys, I just think that they're the better team. That's true. I do love my underdog story, but I don't think Jacksonville would make it. I don't think either of those teams is going to make it all the way. So mm-hmm. it's more of a buying time situation. Yeah. Um, Buffalo versus Miami, a.k.a. bye week number two. Yeah, Buffalo. I mean, Tua, what's the over-under on Tua's concussions? I mean, <laughs> got to be at least two, right? Yeah, they didn't, they didn't put that man in the booth next year, have not be an analyst at this point. Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe they'll knock him a couple more times and he'll start throwing right, <laughs> right hand. It's like something's wrong out there. He's lining up on the wrong side. Pray, pray for two uh, uh, signs coming next week. <laughs> yeah. Um, Minnesota and the Giants. What time? Oh, he doesn't want to say what, it. What, 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 what time is the game? Is it <laughs> <laughs> what version of Kirk are we getting? This is uh, 430 Eastern time. I have bet against subpar Giant quarterbacks in the past. And they seem to do well in the playoffs for some reason. Eli's got two Super Bowl wins. Like, okay, Vikings. <laughs> Vikings are the better team. I think everyone would agree with that. But like, I don't know. The Giants sometimes just win playoff games that they shouldn't. And yeah, uh, who am I actually going to call? They make a lot of Vikings fans. I just don't think bad. <laughs> I know, and I'm trying not to be a troll because really, like, you know what? 12 and 5, whatever. But, like, this Giants team, like, they're not very good. Like, I couldn't even name two receivers at this point, probably. Uh, Slayton and I don't know who's on the practice squad this week, but uh, I'm going to say we're going to go Vikings. They're at home. They got it. <laughs> Do it. School for life. I don't have a lot of faith in that one, though. Sorry, guys. <laughs> okay, that'll be that. That one. If it goes the other way, you're going to be like, "I knew it. I knew I should." No, it's I, I. I could go back and forth on that one because, like, as much is it me wanting the Vikings to shit the bed, or is it the fact that I feel like they're you know going to shit the bed? So I don't know. Fair enough. Reverse fair psychology enough. going on. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bengals, Baltimore. Uh, Bengals. I mean, is Lamar even playing? Like, do we know if he's going to be back or is he just, you know, redshirting for his contract? I mean, even if he is, why would he, you know, who's he throwing to? Yeah, honestly. Um, uh, let's see. Dallas and Tampa Bay. Do I bet on Mike McCarthy in the playoffs and against Tom Brady? Um, as a Packer fan, that's not a good matchup, but I mean, Cowboys are a better team. I'm going to go Cowboys. Sorry, Tom. Even though it's a home game in Tampa and everything like that. Wow. How did the, how did Tampa Bay end up with home field advantage in that game? That's crazy. Division division winner, you know? Yeah. Well, I guess so. Um, Okay. And then obviously on by, we have the Eagles and we have, um, the Chiefs. So, who do you have going all the way and taking home the Super Bowl? Let's see here. They reseed in the NFL, so I got to think of what my matchups are here. So, um, 
It's going to be Bengals and who did we just say? Chiefs. Well, I think Bengals would be no. three seeds. So they no, play the Chiefs. Bills, right? Yeah, the chart. It would be the Chargers and the Chiefs. In the my Bengals in my scenario, which the Chiefs win, and then it's going to be Bengals versus Bills. Oh, that one. You know, I want the Bills to win. They're a good story this year and everything like that. But I think the Bengals are pissed off. They they're going to be playing with the chip on their shoulder. I know. I know. You know. Heartstrings go Bills, but I might think Bengals. That's what I went with. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's a solid, solid pick. It, 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 they're the road team, and I, I think Bills most of the season were a better team, but I think the Bengals want this, and they were playing well before the game got canceled. So the Bengals. Yeah, they were confident enough to. They wanted to get the first kick. You know, get their mm-hmm. offense out there and put up some points. So. Yeah, not to hop off topic, but they got completely screwed, dude. They handled that Bill situation absolutely perfect. Everything they said, everything they did during the game, and the NFL just gave them, like, a giant middle finger, like, oh, you know, thanks for not crying about this. You know, here's a freaking coin flip. Like, I don't blame <laughs> any, any single one of those players for being pissed. Yeah, I, that, that celebration in the end zone where he pulled the quarter out of his glove. Yeah. <laughs> that had me – I was like, oh, they're going to get fined for that. <laughs> Maybe he'll pay part of the fine with that quarter because that would be yeah, – pay, pay it all in quarters, $10,000 worth of quarters. <laughs> uh, have it go to DeMar's charity, you know, chasing them's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Um, yeah, they, they handled it right. And Did they win the coin flip? Is it going to be in Cincinnati then, this game? Because uh, it was supposed to be the no. Bengals-Ravens game that went to coin flip, wasn't it? I think it's in Cincinnati. I can check real quick if you want to yeah. do the next matchup here. Whatever so, yeah, we also had – so we had then you said the Cowboys were going to win, and you said mm-hmm. that Minnesota and then San Francisco yep. and the Eagles. So I'm not sure how those would seed out. So that's going to be Eagles versus the Cowboys. Um, uh, Hurts is back. He's had, like, a lot of time off. Who won those other matchups? Um, so the other one, I'm going to say the Niners. Niners over the Vikings. I just think the Niners are just too good at, you know, they've got a system, they plug in players, and they all just, it just works for them. So I think the Niners are going to make it. Um, as far as the Eagles and the um, Giants, boy. I just don't know what the Giants uh... – no, wait. Cowboys, Cowboys, not the Giants. Cowboys and um, Eagles. Mm-hmm. Let's see. The times they faced each other earlier, the Cowboys won 40-34. to 34. Eagles won 26-17. They were against Gardner Minshew. One of those times. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, the Eagles are the better team. Mike McCarthy in the playoffs. It's going to be the Eagles. So then it's what? Eagles, Niners? Yep. I'm going to go uh, Niners. No. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to stick with that. And then the Niners. Niners, Chiefs. 
I know that's pretty boring because I think they faced each other a couple years ago, but uh, I'll stick with that. All right. And then taking on the championship, who you got? How do you root against him? How do you pick against Mahomes? I mean, I just think he's going to maybe put up a pedestrian three touchdowns. Maybe we'll get one running. Going to win at 28 24 or something like that. That's all I guess. So, who did you have, Isaiah? Taking I got the Bills winning it this week, this, uh, all the way. This okay. week is impressive. No. Yeah. Andy, who did you have winning? Um, I, of course, I have the Vikings winning. How could oh, I yeah. say anything anything <laughs> yeah. other than that? No homer take at all. <laughs> yeah. I think the Vikings. I think the Vikings will win easily against the Giants, and then they'll get really lucky. And I think they'll get really lucky against San Francisco, and then they'll get really lucky against the Eagles, and then they'll get really lucky against uh, <laughs> against the Chiefs. <laughs> If they make it against the Chiefs, right. I, I could see that happening. Well, <clears throat> they have to beat us by two scores. We know that. So hmm, it might happen. Yeah. Okay. We won a lot of games. Yeah. We had no business winning this year. So if that trend continues. Yeah. If you guys match up Bills again, I mean, you guys won that, won that one once. And where is the Super Bowl this year? Arizona. Yeah. Doesn't help either team there. No, I mean, maybe San Francisco, but they're really the only ones that would uh, have any kind of home field advantage there unless the Chargers do something. I went okay. with uh, Bengals taking it all. Oh, no, sorry. Bengals making it against the Eagles in the Super Bowl. And I have the uh, Eagles taking it. So we actually oh. had a good mix. I want to whip a battery at you right now. <laughs> how, can you, how can you say that Dallas Goddard, A.J. Brown, you know, Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders, and Jalen Hurts aren't going to take that team all the way. I don't know. What is what has Jalen Hurts done the playoffs before? What do the Niners have outside? I mean, Brock Purdy, you know, may not get you there, but like Niners are better at every position there. I don't know. AJ Brown's pretty good. Might take him over Debo, but yeah, that's true. No. I think that um I like Smith over Ayuk. And then Kittle, though, with Purdy does look really, really good. Like that. Like he's he's tight in one with Brock Purdy. Like yeah. right now. And, and CMC scored. over Sanders. I mean Oh. I mean CMC over over like Sanders and everybody else in that backfield combined. Hell, I take Elijah Mitchell over Sanders most seasons. So uh yeah, but, I mean Yeah. Yeah. Well we'll God. see. We'll see if Mitchell uh or I'm um, sorry, we'll see what Sanders goes this year. He's a free agent, so oh. interesting to see if he ends up backup or uh, maybe he'll sign with San Francisco. Who knows? I think the, I think the Dolphins and the Broncos sign nearly every running back available. So why not just throw another one on there? I actually wouldn't. I wouldn't hate that, but uh, the Dolphins can't sign him because they're going to be, you know, drafting Bajan Robinson this year. So obviously, you know. Actually, I don't think they. I don't, have about any, that. I don't think they have a pick early enough to <laughs> make that happen. Lost, lost me on that one, Dougie. No. I actually I did the, the Bills. The Bills might be the ones trying to go in for uh, Bijan, but who knows? I think Bijan's going early. I think he goes top fifteen first round, which is wild for running back, but he's that good. Really? Yes, Bijan is. They've been talking oh. about him for years. He's 
You guys don't think he's gonna go like top five? Like I feel like that's what I'm saying. Like he's he's going early for sure. Yeah, I like I I feel like not quite suck for luck, but like I feel like this draft class, I've heard so much about him and a couple of the other guys, and um I I really feel it's hard to because I keep getting stuff confused with fantasy drafts and real drafts. So maybe I'm getting myself up here, but so I'm trying to see yeah. like where was CMC drafted? He was drafted eighth overall. So I could see something like that happening. Um, I, do, I think he, I think he goes top 10 and then a, a team outside top 10 um, moves up to grab him because he's that, he's that good franchise altering running back. Yeah. There's a few people out there that could use that. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately seat in power. <laughs> Probably grab him. <laughs> Some bad trades are made, myself involved. But, yeah, it was crazy. I was looking at uh, Goni's picks because he has no picks this year and no picks. He has one pick, I think, next year. And I was like, God, what did he trade for? And I looked at the trades he did to get Hurts and a couple of the other things. And I'm like, man, he just spent all his picks. Like, yeah. he knew he was only going to be here for one year. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was yeah, a little literal definition of blown his load for sure. <laughs> oh, it's, it's he shot his wad. He shot his wad. <laughs> hurts getting hurt really like screwed him. Like no chance at that point. Yeah, where's Angie when we need her? Could appreciate her, her commentary on this. Uh, but uh, glad you glad you made it on, Dan. We'll have to bring yeah. you on for like a, a full show. We, you know, we've been going for almost two two hours now. So, oh my god. Um, yeah, I looked at Andy's face today. Is this a two-part finale that you guys have to do, you know, a cliffhanger podcast? Pretty much at this point. This is a uh, this is the reunion episode. Um at the end of the office when they brought everyone back for the for the reunion episode. This is this is that. Um we'll have to get you on on to kind of ask you like some of the questions, you know, throughout the whole season, like what was your you know, strategy, draft picks, trades, stuff like that. But um Talk about our Najee oh. Harris Zeke trade. Nah, <laughs> you know uh, there were a couple of trades that I'm like, okay, you know, this was my first dynasty draft, by the way, guys, and same. I, I did I did my worst work here. I actually uh, I won about 25 percent of leagues I was in, and uh, say or Angie and I just had a our Survivor League final, and we were two of the final three, and I wound up winning it. And it was that it was the most stressful league I was in all year, and it was a five dollar league. It was just <laughs> like is that the is that the one she was seeing a bunch of drama or something you guys were in? Oh, we had the, the original commissioner of the league got voted out the first week. He threatened suicide. He wound up getting like three of his oh own accounts God. banned. He canceled a whole bunch of other leagues because he had like these themed leagues. Um, I was in a pirates versus vampires league. And they, they, he just had like so many different leagues and he literally was talking about committing suicide. We stole this idea from him. You're not playing it right. All this stuff. And then uh, um, we got a new commissioner who was great, but then we had another 19 year old kid who was just fucking up the tr- team aspect. Sorry. I don't know what the show's rated. Um, no, you're good. And uh, the rating of part two. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> he wound up getting Angie's accounts banned. I don't know if you guys remember that drama. And so yeah. Yeah. get yeah. on for a couple days. Like wound up like he wound up harassing around a couple other platforms. It's just high drama league. Yeah. 
it was so fun the scheming and voting people off and blindsided it was great but it was and keeping the secret that me and angie knew each other and found out there was actually two other people who were brothers oh man another married couple <laughs> was in there like a lot of secrets a lot of drama that came out at the end so that's cool and a 120 dollars purse so fuck me <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah that's sad but it's been fun guys let yeah, me know. for let me sure know. Well, we'll, we're going to try to put out episodes like at least once a month, if not a couple of times a month um, throughout the off season, start talking about some, um, you know, rookies coming up and um, Mm -hmm. if there's any trades that go down or anything like that. Once we get a replacement for team uh, Goni one, we will uh, try to maybe get that person to come on the podcast and introduce themselves and, uh, or we can all except for that person, come on the podcast and then send them the video. Um, mm-hmm. they welcome to the league. Sure. So, you know, one of those options would work. That's a good way to scare off new new uh candidates right there. This is what you're joining. Click <laughs> unenroll. Yeah, we were we were saying that we don't know if um it's possible Joni one left because he didn't know we had a podcast, but then we also realized that it's possible that he left because we are having the podcast. So right. uh, <laughs> you know, could much more likely there. it's the latter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, everybody, thank you so much for hopping on and, uh, you know, anyone tuning in, appreciate you guys um, as well. Um, for on behalf of that Dynasty podcast, Matthew, Isaiah, Andy and Dan today, I uh, wish you guys a happy new year. And until next time, have a great rest of the week and uh, best of luck. Peace.